This is Kyle Brown for the Superintendent Radio Network. I am here today again with Eric Sides of Jacobson. It's always great to have you on, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kyle. How about you? I'm doing well. We are here today to talk equipment again, but this is a really interesting idea. We're actually damaging our budgets a little bit by over-cleaning some of our equipment. Let's get right down to it. How does cleaning fit into the daily routine of a golf course maintenance worker? Well, typically it's, you know, guys are coming in, operators are coming in, end of the day. It's either the end of the day or moving to their next task. You know, they got to get that unit cleaned up and ready to go for the following day. As with anything, toward the end of the day or end of your, your task that you just finished performing, your mind's moving on a little bit toward the next task or maybe to home life and what you're going to be doing that evening. And a lot of times things get overlooked, you know, mistakes are made, and, and definitely that could affect uh, budgets and equipment uh, life and so on. Now, cleaning is really important because this is something that, you know, that's going to affect how that piece of equipment performs as it ages. What's the most common mistake that an operator will make? Well, it really boils down to a few things. A lot of times it's just way too much water and then the, the pressure that's being used and directed in the wrong area on the piece of equipment. Sometimes we tend to go overboard and kind of joke, sometimes I call it the fire hose. I've been on courses where you've got an irrigation line, and typically that's about oh, wow. a good inch and a quarter, inch and a half hose. You know, it's just really throwing out huge volumes of water and a fairly high pressure. And doing so, you know, that's what's going to get water into places that we don't want. Things like, you know, lift arms and caster wheels, rollers, that water will be injected into those items and push grease out, and of course water goes in. And the next thing you know, rust develops and, you know, debris gets in there along with that because you've got dirt that you're blowing through into the bearing. And that causes wear. And, uh, you know, electrical components, things like relays and switches on your instrument panels, the coils that operate are hydraulic components. We're throwing that water on that component. And, of course, it's been in use for three or four hours, so it comes in. It's, it's fairly warm or, or hot. And then we're throwing cold water on top of it and that just sucks that moisture right into that component. And then, of course, the water itself with rust that can develop, but also the type of water that we may be using. A lot of times with, at golf courses, at the wash facilities, they have these reclaimed water systems, which are really high in sulfur content, and it's really acidic. So it could really develop some bad corrosion quickly. It doesn't happen all at once. Over a period of time, that component will eventually fail because of that corrosion and that uh, moisture. I hadn't even thought about that. You know, it's a common idea that it's just a mental thing that the harder you spray that hose, the more clean that piece of equipment's going to get. That definitely always feels that way. What can we do to uh, prevent water intrusion? Well, I think what, what I'd like to see would be a smaller hose size that's going to restrict the amount of water that you can actually throw at that unit and electrical components and so forth. Typically a three-quarter size hose, that's about slightly larger probably than your household garden hose. And then the irrigation line could be upwards of 160 PSI. So I'm really looking for more around 60 PSI to 80 PSI at the maximum. And that's probably your typical household water pressure. But, you know, one of the best solutions I think that we could use is air. Air is readily available. You know, you could use compressed air, which would be the shop air. But I've also seen guys use backpack blowers where they use the blow-off cart pass and so forth, but you could take that air from that backpack blower and knock off the mass majority of debris, the grass that collects on the unit, and then you could actually just use the, the water to 
kind of wash the unit down around the reels and you know around where the grass majorly collects. One thing I would say is never to use a pressure washer because upwards of 1,200 PSI, things like that, you're getting water into places that you don't want and you're damaging components. It's not a good idea to do that. Speaking of which, what are the parts that we want to say don't get water in these places? Not to direct water around the instrument panel. I kind of joke a lot of times when I'm doing technical schools with technicians, and I say, you know what, pull your car up here, open the door up, and I'm going to wash the, the car off. And uh, you know, it's easy, but uh, that's really it. realistically, that's what we're doing. We're, we're throwing water right on our, our dash or our instrument panel of the car, if you think about it that way. So avoiding those instrument panels, you know, if there's fuse boxes and relays that are Typically, they'll have a cover on them, but you know, with that high volume of water coming in, it can shoot up underneath the cover and get in. So avoiding those areas from direct water spray. You know, overspray, that's going to be found. The unit's rained on, dew's coming up on the machine, and that's generally what those covers are for. But it's not designed really to you know, keep out this huge volume of water and debris coming in at it. The other thing I see guys do that is a, a really a no-no is running the engine and actually washing the piece of equipment off while the engine's running. I've seen a engine actually get locked up or seized because it, it, it basically, as it was running, uh, they directed the water close to the air intake for the engine, and of course it pulled it in, and the water filled up the piston area and locked the engine up and bent the connecting rods. So that's definitely a wow. no-no well. You know, it's, it's tough enough to manage an equipment budget with regular repairs. But you're telling me that, you know, doing proper cleaning then, you know, that, that can really affect your, your equipment budget? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you think about a switch here, a relay here, and it's, you know, it's, an, it's 50 bucks here, $75 here, and the next thing you know, over how many pieces of equipment that you have, you know, all this doesn't happen at one time. It's a gradual process. All these components that get hit with this water basically are subject to fail uh, over a period of time. And that's going to add to that budget. Some of the common things that we see, you know, like a key switch or maybe the PTO switch, because those are right there at the top of the instrument panel area, and water gets in those, and they're used a lot, of course, because they're on and off a lot. And those are probably one of the higher-running pieces that typically would fail. And a lot of that's due to moisture intrusion, and, and that corrosion builds up, and they fail over time. What other benefits are there to uh, practicing proper cleaning? One of the things that I was out up at a course one time, and there was a, a technician that actually would once a month he would he would go in and buff the hoods with wax and you know really clean the equipment kind of like on a monthly basis, really shine it up real good, make sure it was it was clean properly. And one of the things that I think that you, you may find is you know, it's kind of like if you if you take care of something, make it really look nice. I think the operator tends to have pride with it and will take better care of it. That's true. I can definitely see how it would be a lot easier to get your crew to respect the equipment if it, if it looks like it needs to be respected. These are some really great tips that I think that a lot of our supers will be able to talk to their crew members and really, really be able to use these. Thanks so much for your help again. Thank you, Kyle.